Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the next episode of the Digital Mittelstand. Today, I have uh, Daniela Fink with me, and I'm so excited, not because uh, she's so experienced, but also with concepts like new work in the Mittelstand and the soft skills uh, we will touch on, touch upon is so important for me personally, so that uh, I will learn from her and hope uh, you will too. So, uh, Mrs. Fink, can you please introduce us, introduce yourself to us? Yes, yeah, sure. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, well, my name is Daniela Fink. I'm a business coach and trainer. I'm based in Cologne. I'm doing this job for more than 10 years now. And before I was leading myself in the media industry. So I did a lot of big TV shows with uh, about 200 uh, employees. So it's always a big um, thing to do with a lot of people. And I still use this experience as well as all the um, experience I made in the past years um, in different companies uh, for my daily business. What I do as a daily business is uh, first I do coachings, one-on-one -on -one settings with leaders. So I'm specialized on the topics leadership and strategy. And I have clients like big companies, also a lot of Mittelstand and also uh, startups. So it's a very interesting mixture. Yeah. And yeah, I, I have those clients from uh, for my coaching. So we do like leadership topics. It's a lot of variety in this uh, topic, of course. Then I do leadership trainings as well as meetings, uh, uh, feedback, all this regarding uh, trainings. And of course, I do team workshops and like. Um, big workshops for mission statements, which is also, yeah, a start for new work in Mittelstand, if we're going to talk about that later. So um, the way I work is very agile, but also interactive. So for me, it's always important for people to learn and we can just learn by doing it, right? So you have to, uh, ha on, the one on one hand, you have the theoretical input and then you have to make it happen. And so this is really important to me so that we have a lot of group work, exchange, and also work on the transfer into the job. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, I think, the most uh, interesting and important thing for our podcast listeners today to get a short impression of me. Yeah, well, thank you for the introduction. And you have touched uh, on a bit uh, interesting points like new work, and you said uh, Mittelstand. So combining these two uh, is very interesting because I always uh, hear uh, from people uh, related to Mittelstand. They say it's not very possible to have the new work rules in Mittelstand. And I would like to uh, go against it and say, of course it is possible. Why shouldn't it be it? And I think with your experience, um, it would be our good starting question uh, if I ask how we can apply the new work concept to the, especially to the uh, German Mittelstand. Yes, well, I think it's not that complicated if we look on the factors of new work and sometimes people are just afraid or don't know exactly what does it mean new work. They just have simple 
visions or heard something or read something and maybe they're confused or just frightened because um, yeah, they're seeing that they're lacking maybe just uh, simple things like um, the, the uh, broadband uh, technical um, competencies, but it's it's really easy now because we, we could just start with the factors of new work, which I'd like to uh, explain, and maybe then it gets much clearer and people um, yeah, have a, a clear vision of what it means, uh, uh, what is new work. And I think it, it, it's no big difference if we talk about new work in Mittelstand or in bigger companies, um, because the factors are the same, right? So I think the first thing is, of course, um, digitalization. It's, it's the topic of our time. And this year with COVID has shown us that we really have to push forward and that we have to uh, get into that concept even more, especially in Germany. We saw lack of um, uh, technical competencies in schools, in um, official buildings, in even the companies itself. And we all had to, and, and it worked out at the end, right? So everyone now looks back and says, well, it, it was a little bit messy at the beginning, but we figured it out and it worked out and it's really overwhelming because it works. And so I love that this point of digitization really got a push from, um, from this year's um, yeah, uh, fate, so to say, right? So um, yeah, that's the first thing. Digitalization is the basis of new work, of course. Well, then we have the individuality. Um, which means that we are getting a new form of culture. Maybe we can talk about culture too later because it's really important um, to give employees the opportunity to fix their own goals regarding performance and learning as well so that they can um, develop their um, self-reflection and their own goals. And it's important to bring employees and management together to talk about strategy so that we have all views, all perspectives, not just the management perspective, um, because depending on how big the company is, uh, well, you have a large number of people and processes in between the management. Um, and so it's really important to get those two perspectives and all in between together. So, this is about individuality. And of course, what we learned this year, we have to make new concepts of offices. Yeah, so there's a lot, and this is what I, um, yeah, we went to many discussions this year about offices. So because we learned, um, yes, home office needs uh, some, um, like a table and a chair and <laughs> you need the connection. Of course, you need some, earphones, microphones, the small things, but what it works out. So what about the offices now? And uh, in, in the companies I was, was they were somehow relieved because that, oh my God, we always had this problem with space in the office and we always try to get more space. And yeah. now we see we don't need this space anymore. And I, I wanna quote one um, CEO who said, well, if this is a result of COVID or new work, um, I like it because we um, don't have that many costs, but just if it is a result which makes sense. Yeah. 
So let's don't do new work just because we can um, uh, cut down our costs for the offices, right? And um, what really went well, I did a lot of surveys with employees in Mittelstand to see um, how does it work? How do you like home office? What is missing? How would you like to continue? And then in the, even when COVID is over. And I think, not I don't think, I know most of them said, well, we love it if it's a mixture, if it's not a hundred percent, because now we come back to the culture, um, because I like to see my colleagues also and meet them in the kitchen and have a coffee and talk or just have a walk together or lunch together. So this is so important. And um, yeah, regarding the new concepts and new office concepts, um, I think we will have a mixture in the future. So Mittelstand sees here an advantage as well. Yeah, I, I think you summarize it and it's um, not only your perspective, but the uh, results of the research that you have made. So uh, it's not only you, it's not only me, but it's also the uh, real people that working in Mittelstand are already seeing the value. And as the uh, COO, you have quoted uh, as a, one example, but I think you have uh, mentioned something very important. That's the human factor. And in, in digitalization, um, of course, um, the human factor is so important. For me, it's the most important part of the digitalization. And then I can, I want to combine it with the culture and the culture uh, requires a change management because of the digital transformation and the new work. So whole uh, together, it means that uh, we will change, our culture will change, the way we work will change, is changing. And uh, what's the role of change management then uh, for the digitalization, especially for the Mittelstand? Well, um, change, management, change management is of course based on the human behavior regarding also psychological fears, yeah, right? What we talked before, and it defines also ways to motivate them. And this is where we can connect back to the factors of new work, like the individuality, like the um, to talk about uh, what is the strategy, what makes sense when we talk about it all together and work on that, um, the office concepts. And I, I like to add the three more factors of new work regarding also to change management. And then we can maybe talk even more about the um, change management and the change curve and everything that belongs to this. So we had the digitalization as factor one, factor two is individuality, factor three is the new office concepts of new work. And then we have three more like the flexibility. The flexibility we all learned now to, to start somewhere in the morning to work wherever you like to or wherever you want to. So we have to differentiate between the home office situation we have now but real um, remote work, what it's called means that you're even not um, linked to a place, right? So you could sit now in Hawaii and me sitting in LA and someone else sitting in Turkey or wherever, and we would all work on that. So this means flexibility. In Mittelstand, we of course, we have to be realistic. We have it more like in Germany, more standard, so that people are more like in their homes. 
right? Or at least maybe in a, in a coffee shop or something. Yeah. But the flexible uh, work concept regarding time, work time, workplace um, and location um, makes an effective uh, work life possible. And then we have, of course, as a fifth factor of new work, um, the very flat hierarchies. And it's more like a modern democratic approach. Um, and this means we have faster decision-making. We don't have to, and this is maybe one of the biggest challenges right now, um, where people have to let go and give more trust. This is one of the main topics I talked about with managers this year. Um, you have to trust more. You have to let go because um, walking through the office gives you the psychological feeling that you have everything under control and that everyone is working. But isn't this just an illusion? I mean, everyone could sit in front of his laptop theoretically and do something else or daydreaming. We all but have been walk... there, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but of course, um, yes, you can do that. But, um, but of course, you, do, you cannot see it from the outset if somebody is really working or just daydreaming. So this is just an, a psychological illusion, I'd like to say, um, that, that you have everything under control. Right, so this this year my my uh, most like quote was relax, nothing is under control. <laughs> so this is uh, yeah, but this is uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, because everything changed so much and so often in every business this year. We really yeah developed our resilience, right? Yeah, so this is um, trust is one of the most important things and it's really hard for people who uh, did a lot of micromanaging and it's not just about CEOs it's about every uh, level of leadership yeah. Um, yeah which is affected by this and so this the flat hierarchies are a chance um, to have faster decision making which doesn't mean that there's no leadership no that the leadership has to be even stronger Yes, but like in Scrum, like in all agile method, methods, uh, leadership has to be very strong and very clear, which doesn't mean uh, that you can't discuss, right? But more but, collaborative, right? Yes, it's a very collaborative uh, approach, exactly. Yeah, and this brings us to the to the last factor: it's agility, that uh, structures and um, processes are um, designed that they can adapt to new challenges, to, to things we've never thought before, like this year, this means really agility. So we all had to be very agile this year and we will have to be in the, in the next years. So it was a catalyst for new work, digitalization, agility, by yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's definitely. And uh, that reminds me to, um, to uh, my next question but before i will mm. go to my next question which is very related to agility i just mm. wanted to ask uh, more in the specific of um, you know in germany the production is uh, is the main uh, dynamo of the mittelstand right uh, mm. uh, it's in the dach region so this is germany austria and switzerland uh, we produce 
things. So it yes. has to be uh, in, in a very uh, specific physical location as well. But even though with these um, circumstances, I believe new work has a lot to offer to uh, even uh, where you have to go to the factory or to the office. So uh, new work has a lot to offer. For example, what first thing coming into my mind is the indi individuality. So um, by uh, strong leadership, what, we, uh, what I understand is to be in the shoes of the worker and also think uh, in the worker's terms, how can I make her or his job uh, better? So uh, this is new, also new work, right? So what do you think about the companies that really uh, should work in old school terms, but they don't have to work in old school circumstances, right? Mm. Yes, that, that's right. So this is more about the manner and the behavior. Um, if you talk about uh, working on a um, shop floor, right? Or a production line. So this is more about the atmosphere. Of course, we, we cannot change a home office there, right? They yeah. have to be in the company. This is an, this, we, we cannot bring that concept to every single job. That's, uh, we have to be honest and, and realistic, but it's more about seeing, uh, seeing everyone as a team and, and working together and also building trust. And I do also like social competencies training exactly for this target group, um, because so often it, it's missed that also these people need training in, in behavior because people just learn leadership the way uh, they, they ex, um, experience it them, themselves. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that it has to be right or, or yeah. good. And yeah, and so it's, it's really important to, to give also trainings on the shop floor to talk about social competencies, how to work with conflicts, how to gain trust because they have a lot of shifts. And so I, I could talk like hours about this topic as well, but I think new work is more about different approach to personal relationships, to a more human relationship and, and approach. It's yeah. not just about um, yeah, doing a job, but also to see, yeah, to have a purpose in work and yeah. to understand um, the goals of the management. Um, how can I cascade them right to every level? This is a very elementary um, um, job as a, as a leader to make goals understandable uh, when the management board decides something, but what does it mean for someone who's do, who's on the shop floor, he will not relate to numbers. Yeah, he has to understand what uh, is my um, competency. How can I give? Um, yeah, it, why am I important to this company? And this yeah. is what everyone has to understand uh, in his or her job that he or she is important for the company, no matter how big or how small um, her work is or his work. Yeah, that's exactly, I believe, how new work uh, sh should and hopefully will help these, especially the uh, producers, the, the workers that really uh, make the real stuff there, right? Uh, so I always emphasize with them and um, as a leader, a leader's job is to make their work better. Uh, not only his or her work. So, and I think you touched uh, very good uh, points 
when it comes to new work, how it could be transferred into uh, a life of a, a shop floor worker as well, which is, I believe, also as equally important as all the other people working for the company, uh, because that's that's how uh, the the futures work should look like. Because we are lacking not only uh, engineers but also um, shop floor workers. So oh, yes. these are equally equally important. And you have mentioned that uh, everybody should be trained, including um, like all the personnel. So I think this is a very valuable takeaway uh, for the Mittelstand uh, managers or, or owners, for sure, at least from my side. Uh, but you mentioned the last a pillar of the new work is the ag agility and agility reminds me the agile uh, working method which i love uh, and i personally apply them uh, in in my daily life uh, as well to my own work and i'm a big fan but does um, agile uh, methodology or um, types of um, so scrum for example really bring value to the mittelstand well, I think this really depends on the issues each department has. Um, so, but what I can say is that the general concept of uh, agile um, should be transferred. So the mindset, we talk about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset, which simply means if you have a growth mindset, you're open to change. You, um, you see challenge as a good thing, as a positive thing, and you see feedback as constructive. It's not like I take it personally. Mm -hmm. um, and challenges help me to grow. This is all about the growth mindset and also which is the hardest probably to, to learn and to accept that failure is an opportunity to grow. And we always have to see does this work and this is where we have the link to the agile methods if you do a sprint for for example or like it's a loop process right where you always go and see um inspect is are we on the right track is this the right way to go or do we have to adapt do we have to change something so this is really important to not just walk this way because we once decided we want to go this way, but to have more short terms of um, inspection and adaption. And while the, while the fixed mindset says, which is also a concept of uh, Kellen Dweck, and I can, I can only uh, recommend the TED talk she gave a few years ago about the growth and the fixed mindset, which is really, yeah, inspiring. So to say, maybe you can link it too. Definitely, um, definitely. Yes, in the definitely. notes, that would be great. It's like a 10-minute talk and it's so valuable. Um, so if, if people have a fixed mindset, it's more like failure is the limit of my abilities. It's rather having a, a negative view on, on yourself and like, well, when I'm frustrated, I give up and that's all I can do and I cannot change. And that's the way I am. This is how people with a fixed mindset react. Mm. And I think... So the mindset is essential and critical to the success of adapting to a new structure. And you talked also about the change management before. And if we talk about change, everyone knows the change curve or most of the people. And you can uh, compare it also to the states of grief you have if you have a loss maybe 
right? Like first you have the resistance, like, oh no, that cannot be true, that's not true. And then sometimes, some, some time later you realize, oh, it is true. And, and um, then, yeah. then, yeah, and then the curve goes down. And when you're really down and you have all those tears and you're so sad about it, um, then, and then afterwards it goes up and you see opportunities, opportunities coming up, showing up. And in, in art, there is a theory, the theory you. Do you know that already? Do you know the theory you? Um, maybe, can you please remind me? Yes, it's, it's the curve upside down. So it's like a mountain, oh, right? Yeah. The, the, the change curve, the classical one goes down and in theory uh -huh. you, it's upside down. Mm -hmm. And they say on the top of that curve, when you're really sad and frustrated and you don't know where to go, this is the moment you get mostly creative. This is the moment you have the new ideas. This yeah. is the moment where everything yeah. is born. Like, you yeah. know, the, 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 the dramatic, most dramatic love song was probably written in that phase. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you're really desperate. You are also and, quite brave at that moment because you have nothing more to lose. Yes, yes, you ha yeah, exactly. And uh, I think we all went or are still going through this yeah. curve again and again. And if you then have the agile mindset, and of course, it's always allowed to feel sad or tired of it. But if you have then the agile mindset, you build resilience and you're, you're much um, stronger and creative and find new ways and uh, new uh, methods, technologies, whatever. So it, you have to see the positive aspect about it. That's definitely. But it doesn't mean that, let's say, the Mittelstand will take whole agile concept or, let's say, yeah. whole Scrum methodology and apply it. So they can uh, pick up the most relevant points, like you mentioned, the sprints. They can work in uh, R&D, for example, in two-week sprints instead of a yeah. typical project management and Gantt uh, chart. So uh, they can uh, vo vo work with um, sprints and, as you said, uh, reiterate and make sure that they are going in the right direction or make sure that they understand they are in the wrong direction in the shortest time possible so that they can change their direction. Exactly. So, uh, right. What I found quite useful also about is the dailies uh, of yes. Scrum. So this could be yeah. applied to uh, the Mittelstand uh, work as well, right? Yeah, totally agree on that. And I think the most important thing about new work, agile methods, is to know what is it, to know the, um, the structure of it and to keep the structure. So if you say, okay, we make it daily, it's a 15 minutes um, meeting and we just talk about not like all the times before, which everyone is used to or knows, like yeah. everyone's talking, how good he is or she is and how well all this and that went. But to focus in this 15 minutes, what is it really essential that my team needs to know and where do I need help, right? Yeah. And what did I get done from yesterday to today? But really with a focus on what makes a difference to every one of them and how can we all, um, yeah, put the effort in it to, to be better and not just being yeah, self-oriented. 
Yeah. And this is what daily is really something I, I, I love to recommend because a lot of people struggle with meetings. And so here you have a perfect structure. If you write like three questions, maybe on a flip chart, on a whiteboard, whatever you have around in, in your meeting area, and everyone just walks through the one, one, two, three questions, which are uh, critical to the meetings. Then you have a structure, you have to have a timekeeper or you um, have a time timer yeah. who gets the other way around. And this is something you have to rehearse with your team and which needs leadership also in the meeting, like a moderator. Um, but then it's, it's a perfect method out of all those agile techniques. Te uh, techniques. Yeah, and it increases transparency. It increases, uh, I think, the uh, trust in the team because I know what the other people have done and they know mm -hmm. what I have done. So we uh, share information with each, with each other. So more shared information on a reliable basis builds trust. And then I trust more and they, they trust more. So it's a very collaborative tool, I believe. And um, mm -hmm. I think it's uh, quite useful uh, for, I don't know, I think for everyone, but uh, especially for the Mittelstand, because then uh, I think the misperception or misconception that those methodologies are for enterprises or they are for startups. Uh, mm -hmm. No, they, they, when applied correctly, they are for everyone on the individual exactly. level, on the team level, and also on the company level. Exactly, totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I just um, love these uh, topics so much that I just wanted to give one more example. And um, I just wanted to um, ask the, my, my uh, last question about uh, what's your top suggestion for the Mittelstand owners or managers to <laughs> apply uh, right away? So it's the key takeaway from Daniel mm. thing. Yeah, well, the key takeaway is to start, just to start and uh, to lose all the fears and the uh, obstacles, but just to, um, yeah, get, get some help by a coach or a trainer or a new work expert if you're not sure how to do it, because not everyone has like um, a developer, organizational debt developer in the company, so then you can get the help of someone external and then just do it like step by step, work out a concept. So uh, what is important for us? Where do we want to go, right? And, and what I can only recommend is doing also a survey with the employees. Um, that's really easy to do and you really get a feedback if you even do it anonymously. I can only recommend this because then you really get the truth. And uh, here, what's, what is good, what would you like to um, improve? And then work on the six factors I, I mentioned right at the beginning. Um, and what do we have to do? Just make a real plan and work through it for the short-term goals, for the long-term uh, goals. So I think this is the most important thing um, yet yeah, to start to get informed and then to make a plan and start and take your um, employees with you, take your team with you, and most importantly, so this is what I always, what I, what I always remind people of when I'm doing the process with the companies is like communication. Be transparent, even if you didn't meet, but you said we're gonna meet next week and you didn't do it, then tell them, well, we didn't manage to meet because we have this or that, 
but we promise as soon as we have this resolved or talk about this, we're coming back to you. So this is most important because no communication, it's like in a crisis, you have to communicate. So then people feel safe, they feel informed, and they feel like they're important and they feel like part of the family. Yeah, that's quite valuable. And I just want to summarize, you said um, integrate so, and cooperate with your employees, uh, make surveys, so which is still um, doesn't bear any costs to the company. So cost and loss after it, yeah. <laughs> Some, it, it takes yeah. work time. So yeah, yeah, the, but, but yeah. that's still uh, manageable. Uh, you said communicate. The communication is generally free, right? Um, you said uh, if you don't have the corporate structure or uh, someone to do that for your company, so get a coach, which is, I believe, mm -hmm. still affordable. Uh, and in German, I love this word, preisgünstig. So it's better <laughs> than the English word affordable. So uh, before we close, I mean, I, I believe that it's still affordable for the companies, but as a, a service provider, uh, it shouldn't be a fortune, right? To get a coach involved and get the leadership team uh, aligned and with the other employees make a structure. So, yes, of course, because, because it's so individual, Right, and uh, I, I sometimes uh, see that um, people invest in a lot of things, and this is really crucial now to the company's success to 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 uh, be modern, to stick to the time, and to be um, visionary and future oriented. And then um, this is something that pays off, of course. So um, this is a very um, yeah um, important and um, Yeah, cru crucial thing to work on the vision, on the mission statement, which goes along if you start with new work in your company, first to see what are our core values, what do we stand for in our company, um, what do we need for the future, and to uh, articulate the mission statement, what are our goals, what's our purpose, right, and then find out the factors so yeah that's a very valuable process for the whole company and uh, for yeah being being also um future safe so to say yeah and it doesn't cost a fortune <laughs> no yeah even if they include an external <laughs> consultant or a coach it doesn't cost a fortune so that's important to know for the Mittelstand, I believe. Daniela, thank you for the conversation. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I hope our um, listeners uh, will enjoy it as well. Uh, but on, on my behalf, I thank you a lot for your contribution, your experience and sharing them uh, with us. So uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you, Jan.